0: All right, Marie, it's time to tell your side of the story. Uh, we already talked to your uh, husband Cody, and uh, you can you can give us the other side on some of the stories that you told. But uh, how, how does your name appear on your birth certificate?
1: Um, it is Marie Bonet. So nice M-A-R-E-E. and now R Y
0: E E. Is there a story behind the spelling of that that name? Or
1: um, so there's a great aunt Grace Marie that I've never met, who spells her name that way. So my grandmother was Rose Carolyn, and my mother's Carolyn Marie, spelled the way my name is spelled, and then I'm Marie.
0: Nice, and then what was your maiden name again?
1: It's Bonet, like blue bonnet butter. Oh, wow. It's French. Mm-hmm.
0: French, so are, do you have some French ancestry or?
1: Yeah, my dad's from there.
0: Oh, right, nice. Yeah. Like born and raised in France
1: he was actually born in Germany because um, he's a you know World War II baby, and so um, his dad was stationed in Germany as a French soldier, and then they um, they kind of in his really younger years they went back and forth between Germany and France but he predominantly like from a certain age onward grew up in France.
0: Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So did you grow up learning French or any other languages or?
1: So, um, we didn't speak it in the home when I was young because my mother doesn't speak French. Oh, gotcha. But we, um, moved to Tahiti when I was six and a half years old and it's a French colony uh-huh. in a colony of France. And so, um, I just got thrown into school and church and everything was in French. And so that's how I learned it.
0: Oh, wow. So you consider yourself fluent in French then?
1: Um, not as much as I used to be, but yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow. Like if that's you don't great. use it, you lose it. Yeah. And so, but like I'll still dream in French like <laughs> three or four times a year and, um, but it was to the point when I was younger where, like, I thought in French and I dreamt in French. and Wow. So, yeah.
0: So what took your family to Tahiti when you were six?
1: Um, my dad's job. He works for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. uh uh-huh. um, the, the church is not just a church. It's also a corporation. Uh-huh. And you have to, you know, acquire land and build and all that. So, he was in charge of the construction of the Tahiti Temple.
0: Wow, do you do you have many? Uh, well, how long were you in Tahiti then?
1: I was there four and a half years.
0: And you have some good memories from from yeah. those times.
1: Yeah, I wow. do. I have some great memories. Mm-hmm.
0: Did you did your family bounce around the the map then? Where,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, where, where that, else have you lived? After that, we moved to. Germany for three years and then it was considered East and West Germany the wall hadn't come down yet and the Berlin Wall and and um, the so we were in West Germany and he worked as the physical facilities manager there for three years and then we moved to England and that was supposed to be a three year post um, because they can, they, regu- like, they worked, um, that's where they worked in Africa, was out of England, because it mm. wasn't safe yet to, like, move there, to put an area presidency there. And so, um, they... And then 11 months into it, the first presidency decided that it was safe, like Nelson Mandela had been released from prison, Um, things were going to be changing, and so it was time to have an area presidency like on the ground in Mm -hmm. South Africa, but also taking care of the rest of the continent of Africa, which covers like five time zones, I think, or and is it's huge it's a huge continent and so we did 11 months in england and then we packed up and then we moved to south africa when i was 15 yeah wow and that's where i graduated from high school (laughs)
0: in south africa yeah that's Uh fantastic and then um and so, did you feel like just growing up, You like that was, I would imagine that's such a blessing to have, see different cultures and, you know, obviously learn additional languages and, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: Like, I wouldn't trade the way I grew up for anything. Um, yeah. I mean, often, like, Americans would ask very, um, kind of, well, like, Americans my age, like teenagers, would ask very ignorant questions, like, you know, do do you have a lot, do you have lions in your backyard? You know, do you have zebras in your backyard and stuff? And (laughs) we, so we would, we finally got so fed up us kids that we made up a story that we did have a pet lion (laughs) that ate one of the maids. And so we we had to kill it. And so. Nice. (laughs) that Poor maid, right? (laughs) Yeah. Poor maid. Yeah.
0: So what's the, what was the makeup of your family growing up?
1: So I'm the oldest of six, and then there's um, I have an adopted sister as well from Ghana, West Africa. Her name is Esther, so technically the oldest of um, seven. Oh, wow. That's and, great.
0: Yeah. And um, so pretty, uh, I mean, your, your dad worked for the church, and was, was he born and raised in the church then?
1: Uh, no, he's a convert. He joined when he was 17.
0: Oh, great. And then where did he uh, meet your mother?
1: BYU. <laughs>
0: oh, nice. Nice. I know. And so they got married uh, and then set off on this adventure working for the church, living in various uh, countries around the world.
1: So they um, actually, he got his job in like heavy construction engineering and in business, uh, his job, his degrees. And then he worked for Kellogg, the oil company.
2: Oh, okay. (laughs) Not the cereal company. (laughs) Not the cereal
1: company. Yeah. The, the oil refinery company, I think. Um, and, and so we lived in Louisiana, which is its own like foreign country and, um, for a while. And I mean, just until I was six and a half and then that's when they offered in the job with the church and that's just to go to tahiti because that's also where he'd served his mission oh wow and so that's where it all began and and he's um 73 years old and he still works for the presiding bishopric he's on the salt lake temple reconstruction oh cool yeah
0: so he's had a long career for the church Mm -hmm. that's fantastic Yeah. yeah yeah And then, so was it you graduated from high school in um in South Africa, and then, oh, then did you come back to the 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 states to go to college, or yeah,
1: uh-huh. So most of my friends growing up because I went to international schools were diplomat kids. Mm-hmm. and I really wanted to go to school back east because that's where all my friends would be going to school. And um, my parents said, if you go back east, you pay. If you go to BYU, we'll pay <laughs> because I never like I can't I can't have a like get a job in a foreign country. I don't have a visa to work, and so like the most money I was ever able to earn was like babysitting money uh-huh. I tutored um, one cute little Japanese girl in English and um. That's it, you know, so it wasn't like I was able to really save up big for, um, college. And we would come home during the summer to the United States of America, where we would come home to Boulder City, Nevada, which is where my mom was from, because they would, the company would pay for one home leave trip. Um, but you know it was just a summer gig and we would always be going on different like you know we'd go to utah for a few weeks and then we'd go here for a few weeks and so like getting a job was not gonna work Mm -hmm. and so that's when um they said that and i was i was ticked i was mad (laughs) because i did not I had visited BYU campus before and I thought it was a really lovely campus, but it's not where I wanted to go to school because I did not know anybody. And I was graduating early from high school. So I was barely 17. Hmm. And so then they, yeah. So they
0: sort of made the decision for you a little bit. (laughs)
1: Like most of my life, they made the decision for me. Yeah.
0: So and, maybe tell me about, uh, before we get into the, the college years, what, uh, h- how would you describe your faith development as a, as a developing teenager or, or child?
1: So you constantly um, are happy. I mean, you're the only person in school who's LDS um, other than your siblings. Mm-hmm. And so you have to explain that to people, you know, why you don't swear and why you don't um drink coffee and why you don't um drink alcohol um, because overseas it's really easy to get a hold of alcohol really young and then <clears throat> and then um you know and I didn't smoke and all these things and um I Eventually asked my friends, you know, would you please not use that kind of language around me? And they were like, oh, gosh, yeah, sure, we had no idea, you know, that it was offensive to you. So if there were new kids that would come into school and they, you know, and they would drop the F-bomb or something, they'd be like, no, 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 Marie, you don't do that. Marie's a Mormon. Like, <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't speak like that around her. It was, it was really cute. They defended me. That's nice. Um but so you're, you know, I never served an official full-time mission, but I mm-hmm. felt like I served one from, like, age 6 to age 17. Yeah. Because you're constantly, like, explaining. And then just even being on really long airplane rides, you know, you get to know your um, seatmate. And they, I mean, I would recite the articles of faith like they're like well what do you guys believe in and so i just would recite the articles of faith
2: (laughs) yeah
1: you know not not like a robot but just talk about what we believed in and um it just um it was just part of um just became part of my norm of having to talk about my religion and defending it and um, explaining it and trying to help people understand what it was about and um, why I wasn't sleeping around and just all those different things. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, So, I mean, you, you're, you, you had a deep faith that from a young age. I mean, it's something that can, came naturally. You would say, and um, yeah. even in these foreign countries where maybe the church wasn't uh, super strong in, in those areas.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: that's awesome. That's great. Anything yeah. else about your childhood years, uh, teenage years that would be worth mentioning?
1: Um, just it was like an amazing experience. Yeah, it was, it was epic. Yeah, like I. I think everyone should have the opportunity to go overseas and see, excuse me, how the rest of the world is and functions. And I have friends. Yeah. I mean, my best friend is that I named my daughter after she's Jewish and, you know, I had friends that were Sikhs and then I had friends. And so it's just so important to know, like, to learn about their religions and to be able to ask questions and, um, yeah, just anytime anyone can get out there and travel and just learn about the rest of the world, it's I'm all for it.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's great. So did that, uh, was the transition to, BYU, and I mean, was that an awkward transition or a hard one?
1: It was, yeah. Well, so I did the first part of my senior year, so like the, you know, like August to December, and then I was, I had all the stuff I needed, <clears throat> and I went, and so I, and I was in the Southern Hemisphere, South Africa, so. Mm-hmm. Christmas, winter, it's all like the summer. It's summer. Yeah. And so, like you barbecue. And um, here we are. We, we, My mom flies with me to the United States, but she needs to bring my younger brother, my baby baby brother with her because she's still nursing him. So there's that gap, you know, in age between us. And there's a 16-year gap. And then, um, you know, we we land and we're in cold and snow and we've got, like, some, we've got big sweaters, but that's it. And um, we have a lot of family here in Utah. So we stayed with them and we came early enough for me to, like, get my wardrobe bought, my shoes and my books and um get my dorm set up and all of that and um but so and it was like a year it was 19 um the winter of 92
0: 93 Hmm. where
1: there was like epic snowfall yeah i remember that and so i i kept i have all these photographs of just snow (laughs) You're Nobody's just in them.
0: bewildered, huh?
1: I know, yeah. No one's in them, but I'm just like, what? <laughs> this is amazing. And, like, I loved helping my uncle shovel the drive. He's like, knock yourself out, you know? <laughs> I just loved being in the stuff. Yeah. And, um, but, um, we got me all outfitted, and then I... You start at BYU and um, thankfully I was really lucky to get a good roommate and then the two girls that were next door were really awesome Mm -hmm. and then a couple friends down the hall were great it was a great floor yeah
0: so you got some friends real quick and that that helped transition
1: really helped yeah Yeah. was it strange
0: being around Latter-day Saints like that so many
1: It was like (laughs) to be on campus and see people just carrying their scriptures I was like (laughs) <laughs> Where am I? This is the weirdest place yeah. ever. And um, and then also like everyone is white.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Like so I've come from a country that's predominantly black, African and there's like I remember the first time I saw a black person on campus, I wanted to run up and hug them because they're so <laughs> happy to see some diversity and some uh-huh. color um i didn't but i just was like oh there's like so many white people here what is what's, where's the where's the mix you yeah know?
0: yeah you're so used to it right
1: yeah and then i would see people um wearing like cowboy boots and cowboy buckle and a hat and i was like it's not Halloween. Why are they dressed <laughs> like that? I just didn't understand the culture. And I just yeah. Was like, what?
0: Yeah. So when yeah. you went to BYU, what was the plan as far as what did you want to study?
1: Um, I really wanted to study um, like pre-physical therapy. Hmm. Um, I'd grown up playing sports, um, basketball. I just, I loved basketball. I used to eat, drink, sleep and think basketball in high school and then um, there was so much chemistry involved and I am not good at chemistry like at all. Like I'm so glad that we have air to breathe and water to drink. How it <laughs> got here, I'm, I'm, that's great, but I don't care. <laughs> yeah, And so we ended up, um, so I ended up switching to sports medicine. Hmm. And so Um, when I switched, um, like it, I had already taken the one chemistry class that was required and barely Mm -hmm. passed it. So that was good. And I, I loved that major. It was a great major.
0: Nice. Yeah. So that's what you ended up doing then.
1: Yeah. After I graduated from college i worked in an outpatient physical therapy clinic for eight years
2: wow nice
1: yeah and then i um, needed to do something that was part-time but i could still get benefits and that the pay was higher Mm -hmm. and i had heard that costco did that and so on a whim i like applied for costco and I, um, was contacted and, uh, I worked there for 16 and a half years. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was, it was truly a blessing because when I did get divorced, like I didn't need my ex-husband's insurance. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't have had access to it anyway. Right. And And you had that
0: there ready to go.
1: Yep. I was and I was making great money and um so between that and the child support I was able to stay part-time
2: mm-hmm.
1: because at Costco you can be part-time and still get benefits and um I was able to be there with my kids like through the divorce and through you know all these big life changes that they were going through
2: mm-hmm.
1: and nice. the difficult times and you know, still get them to their appointments and still see their soccer games and all these different things. Mm -hmm.
0: Wow. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So you, you graduated college. Did you, uh, meet your first husband at, at BYU or.
1: I actually were, I lived in these apartments called rain tree Uh and across the street was, um, a restaurant called burger Supreme. Uh And because I didn't have a car, um, while I was at university I needed things within walking distance you know my my parents felt like you know oh you're fine it'll you know you can just take the the bus everywhere and I'm like no this is not Europe where you can live (laughs) your whole life and never own a vehicle because man's you know mass transit is like down to a science Uh and they they just didn't really believe me, even though they had come, they'd both gone to BYU. Um, I just don't think that they understood that for my major, that I had to get out to high schools to work and do the athletic training at the high school level to begin with. And then eventually you have to do a high school rotation and then you have to do a bunch of BYU rotations. And, um, I, I I thankfully, you know, Heavenly Father provided, and I had sweet, sweet friends who would be like, oh, well, I'm working that high school too, and I've got a car, like, we'll meet up at this time, and I'll come. Oh, nice. I'll take you out there. And I was like, yeah. thank you so much. <laughs> I needed to get a job that was close to Raintree, um, and Burger Supreme is literally across the street, and he worked there. Okay. And he's four years older than I am. Um, And so he. um, And I met him when I was 18. So I was young. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was young. (laughs) And um, he um, had not gone on a mission and he was not active in the church at the time. And I'm not sure why I started dating him because here were these uh, like a whole group of guys at BYU, like a whole slew of men to choose from, you know, and Uh I still wanted to go on a mission and all these things. And I mean, it is what it is. I can't change the past.
2: Yeah.
1: And... So, um, we dated for 20 months and we were engaged for, um, no, we dated for 15 months and we're engaged for, for five. So a total of 20 months Hmm. before we got married. And even in that 20 months, I still didn't see, I was too blinded to see like the signs of, or to know the word to put, to label like narcissism and... Hmm things like that um and so um it but i just um a lot of people say you know do you regret and i'm like no because if i regretted my first marriage then that would mean i regret my children Hmm. because they wouldn't be who they are exactly who they are down to like the cellular level yeah without that yeah that's
0: a good way to see it right
1: yeah they are who they are because you know we made those babies and they're wonderful sweet children and they're great kids and Mm -hmm. so
0: yeah so uh, you you got married while you were still in college then
1: Mm -hmm. yeah and i i finished that's um, great I mean, I dated like I said, I dated him for fifteen months. So I think by the time we got married, I had like one semester left. Oh
2: yeah.
1: So he only ended up we he and I only ended up having to pay for one semester.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So nice. And then uh, then you stayed in Utah
1: after getting uh married and yeah, he's this is your home. Utah boy. He's he wasn't born here, but he he's lived here since he was two, and so. He was was raised here. Nice. And so we um, rented a house in his ward, and it's a great ward, good people. Mm -hmm. Um, It's up in Edgemont, which is on the Provo Bench. And um, they are, it's a great ward. It, It ends up being the ward that I stayed in after the divorce Hmm. so i stayed in his home ward i got the house he grew up in in the divorce oh (laughs) wow yeah (laughs) (laughs) whoops um and it just there were only like two families that maybe took sides but everyone else was very impartial they they're like we love you both we um we're not gonna like take sides or yeah. listen to anything. And I didn't, quite frankly, I didn't have anything to say. I just, I knew by the time I had reached the point of the actual divorce, I there was nothing to be sad about. I had already mourned the loss of the marriage hmm. quite a few years earlier when some things had happened. And so people were like, you're not, you're not sad. And I'm like, no, I've already mourned the loss of this marriage. Yeah. It's... Yeah.
0: And how long did that marriage last? It was, um, 19 years. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a was... significant amount of time. Yeah. It was, and how... half,
1: it was half my life.
0: Yeah. And how, um, how many kids did, did you have?
1: We have two. Oh,
0: two we kids. We have
1: okay. my Sarah who is, um, going to be 21, um, in a couple weeks probably no actually probably next week and then a week from monday and then um ryan who just turned 11 so they're just a few months shy of being 10 years apart oh wow yeah so there's a whole bunch of miscarriages in between oh wow so that's that's our sweet yeah yeah
0: and you know, with miscarriages, we've experienced our own as well. I mean, you you don't realize how common it is until maybe it's part of your own story. Uh, how mm-hmm. how did you make it through that? I mean, how what was what were those experiences like?
1: Um, well, I uh, learned very quickly to rely on the Lord, um, and um, definitely did not rely on my husband. I remember one time a bishop coming over and he saw how my ex was behaving and how I was behaving and he goes, now who had the miscarriage? Mm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, welcome to my world.
0: Mm, that's tough.
1: Yeah. And so I just, um, I I really believe in like just laying things at the Savior's feet and just, he's already atoned he's already um paid he's already felt um so just trying to surrender it it's not as easy as it sounds right it's very difficult to learn you know they they give you like the steps of repentance you know if you use this step a step b step c there's these steps you know but no one really outlines the exact steps of how to just lay something at the savior's feet and for it to truly to be just whooshed from you. Yeah. And yeah. to be gone.
0: And so it sounds like it was heartbreak after heartbreak with different miscarriages then.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: yeah. And you never uh, get used to it. I, I imagine, right?
1: No, you don't. uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. You don't get used to it, but you – I think your coping skills improve each time, so that's good.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and which just uh, highlights the blessing that the, the children you did have. I mean, what a blessing they are, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't – I'm not sure. Like, I I don't know. Like, um. The, I mean, obviously, to I know I always felt so blessed that we just got one, you know, because it took us seven years to get Sarah. Mm. And then the fact that when that pregnancy kept with Ryan, I was like, oh my goodness, you know, we've been what a miracle. Yeah. And wow. But also, what a comedy because I was 37. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Oh, you're hysterical, Lord!" <laughs> uh, oh, wow. So,
0: wow. And then, yeah. um, any anything worth noting as far as just that you haven't mentioned already, just surviving through a divorce. I mean, nobody ever plans for such a thing to happen, but right. it happens. Yeah. And um, yeah. anything that comes to mind as you look back on that time.
1: Yeah, no one looks at someone and goes, "Oh, they'll make a great first husband," you know. So. <laughs> But, um, so just that I remember specifically being, you know, it's always who gets to the bishop first to tell their story. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. And I, I just wasn't interested in playing that game and, um, and can just just throw mud and dirt on the other person. Hmm. And I just had to finally realize that like, I knew the truth. God knew the truth. My parents knew the truth. My family knew the truth. And that's all that mattered. Yeah. Like that was all that mattered. I didn't care if the neighborhood knew the truth or if the ward knew the truth. And, um, Also, I had a bishop who was, during the divorce, um, there was the bishop during the miscarriages, and we're still really good friends to this day, and then the bishop who, um, during the divorce, and we've made our peace together since, who just, I remember being in his office, and he was just yelling at me, and he was just saying, you are not going to do this. This will ruin your children. This will, mm. you will not, you will not do this. And I was like, and he was just screaming at the top of his lungs. And I remember at the end of that thinking, you know, it's a good thing my testimony is not based off of like ecclesiastical leaders. Mm. My testimony is based off of, The the Book of Mormon is based off of Joseph Smith and the First Vision. It's based off of um, my relationship with my Heavenly Father and my Savior. It's based off of um, the Atonement and that great sacrifice. And it has actually nothing to do with... um, just these people that are fumbling their way through a calling and trying to do their best. And um, because if if my testimony had not been so deeply rooted in those other things, I would have been like, peace out to the church. You know, like, I don't need this in my life. If this is how people are going to behave.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's tough.
1: Yeah, so that was very reassuring and very like comforting to know, like exactly where my testimony came from, and what it was based on, and that had come from my childhood and from my teenage life and even you know my first good like ten years of marriage. All nineteen years weren't they weren't all horrible and there were a lot of good years in there. Um, and so, um, it was just that the last, you know, nine of it were just horrendous.
2: Yeah. It was like,
1: it was like living with a stranger. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, that was like the best, um, thing that i could identify in myself of like okay i know what my testimony is based on and it's not based off of you hmm. so yeah
0: and then uh, so you get through the divorce to say the least and uh what, what did you anticipate life would be like that like did you imagine it, did you imagine you'd get remarried or
1: um I I pretty much swore off. I was like, No, I'll never let someone into my heart again. I will never let be mm-hmm. vulnerable around another person. I will never, I will never, I will never. Lots of lots of nevers. Um, I was single for seven and a half years, so um it was a you know, a tough seven and a half years. Mm-hmm. But we did it and we became such a close knit little family. It was my um, me, my two children, and then my sister Melanie. Um, just who supported me through all of that, and we were just so tight, and we still are. Um, sweet Cody still has to kind of figure out how he fits into that mm-hmm. dynamic because we have our inside jokes, we have our funny sayings <laughs> from like Nacho Libre, and we have our, you know, just all these. Yeah. You know, sounds
0: like a healthy family. Uh
1: Healthy family. If you (laughs) are quoting Nacho Libre, it's healthy family, and and so he just had to um, learn where his. How do I fit into this? How do I gel into this? Because they're so tightly knit that is there room for me, and. and of course, there was room for him. Yeah, and my children love him, and I wouldn't have continued dating him if my children didn't like, had not liked him at all.
0: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm.
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't have.
0: So, what's your side of the story as far as when, when uh, Cody popped up in your life?
1: Oh, okay. So um, it was twenty, twenty-one, and my kids kept, my kids of all people, were like, you need to start dating again. And I was like, this is none of your business and what do you care? <laughs> and um, and um, they're like, yeah, you need to get back up on that horse. And I was like, ugh, we get so much effort. It takes so much time and I just don't know if I have it in me, you know, it's exhausting. And, but, um, even the Holy Ghost was prompting me it was time to start dating it again. And then I was like, oh, okay, fine, fine, fine. So I got back on Mutual. I had been on it like years before mm-hmm. and um, had a positive experience, but just no success hmm and um so i got on mutual and i set my thing that i only wanted to meet men that were in utah because i that I makes sense yeah how can i, I can't <laughs> take my kids away from their dad that would be mean and horrible to do uh-huh. um even though legally i can that would still be mean and horrible to do um And um, and then I was talking to a patient of mine at Costco. I worked my last 11 years in the pharmacy.
2: Uh-huh.
1: And I was talking to a patient who had just remarried. And she said, she's like, look outside of Utah. She's like, there are just some really classy, great guys outside of Utah hmm. that aren't quite so strange and weird. <laughs> and I was like, Okay. those Utah
0: men you know he's- yeah.
1: I was like okay good to know <laughs> and so so I clicked I said okay I'm willing to look anywhere and then Cody's picture popped up and he lived in Wisconsin and I was like oh, what the heck it was a very like handsome picture of him it was some kind of like business like pose that he'd had to do for something and mm-hmm. um, so I swiped the left or swipe right? I don't know. Which yeah, way yeah. You, swipe. you you
0: agreed that to- I swiped.
1: <laughs> you picked him, right? Yep, I picked him, and he um, and he picked me back, and so then we were able to get each other's contact info. And he, um, we only emailed each other from, and this was in May of 2021, and we only emailed each other until, like, August. And then in August is when we finally met each other. Wow. Yeah.
0: And, uh, did things move pretty quick from that point?
1: Uh huh. Yeah, they did. Nice. Yeah, we. I just figured at least you know four seasons and a family vacation, like <laughs> what you know, it would be a good way to get to know yeah. someone.
0: And he passed and the he, test.
1: And he passed the test. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And I've. I mean,
0: obviously, very exciting that maybe something you didn't anticipate would happen, and it's happening again.
1: Right. Yeah. I know. Yeah. And it's um and it's it's not always easy because you come with your way of doing things and they come with their way of doing things yeah. and I mean who washes like darks and whites together? I mean who? But you know. <laughs> I'm like, no, 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 no. I will be in charge of laundry. No. <laughs> So stop. Yeah, you're not gonna have blue underwear anymore. <laughs> nice. And so and then um he did let me know, he goes, Boy, you have a lot of buttons. You know, when people push your buttons. He's like, You have a lot of them. And I didn't realize how many I did have, you know. You think you've gone to enough therapy. You think you've worked through all these things, like when you were on your own, and that you've got it, like down. And then, and then when you try to bring two households together, it's you realize yeah, that it's tricky, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and we didn't even have we didn't even have to blend children. Like as far as um he he has my two, um, but his three are at university. Uh-huh. So they I mean they don't want to live here <clears throat> and um it's just not close enough to to where they go to school and mm-hmm. um yeah, they have their their friends and the things they're doing, and so
0: yeah. And as of uh, January 2024, how long you've been married now?
2: Um, Eighteen months. Oh, great! Yeah. Nice, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: and many more to go. Right? Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> he's not just yeah. a good second husband. He's he's a good no, forever husband. Right? He's
1: a good. He's an amazing. He's such a good man yeah he tries so hard and he um is so willing to like learn from his mistakes and to work to like one of the things i admire about him the most is that he can step away and analyze himself and his behavior and be like okay that that should have gone better or that wasn't my best or that you know some people can't even Mm -hmm. analyze themselves
2: Hmm.
1: like they're incapable of it of being able to look inside and be like you know did i do something wrong what was it and how can i do better yeah and so um you can't help but um compare you know like your current marriage to your previous and you know it's it's night and day wow yeah
0: that's encouraging to hear that's awesome yeah
1: yeah he's he really is just amazing he's that's cool such a good good man
0: so what about uh today Are, are do you do you have a job or what do you what do you spend your time doing
1: Right. So I was, um, like I said, with Costco for 16 and a half years and Cody said to me, he's like, if you want to keep working, if it defines you, if you have all these goals and things, then he's like, I support you and staying. Um, but if you don't just know that you don't have to work. And I was like, all right, how soon can I write that two-weeks notice and submit that? (laughs) Because, I mean, the company itself treated me very well. It's a phenomenal company to work for. Yeah, I hear.
0: I hear that's the case.
1: Yeah. And um, it was amazing to watch how the Lord lined things up so that I was protected that way you know with a good income and with good medical coverage and you know dental and mental and all of that Mm -hmm. and um years before my marriage fell apart and so my life didn't skip a beat that way um and um, I am learning how to be a domestic engineer. So, <laughs> so my mom always called it a domestic
0: engineer. That's the yeah uh, the nameplate on your office door there. That's that-
1: right. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, well, cool. So I um, I was never a really good cook, and so now I've like want to undertake making like good meals, yummy meals and I mean as long as I follow a recipe I'm okay. Yeah. Um <laughs> and um That's awesome. But yeah, I'm in charge of the, the finances and um I'm in charge of Ryan, you know. Yeah, sure. Like his activities and things like that but even ryan has it's amazing for him to have like a dad who's like so involved in his life to um have someone that wants to do like tickle fights with him and wants to go on hikes with him and wants to go on bike rides with him and things like that because he's he's never experienced that
0: yeah yeah that's a positive influence right
1: yeah Mm -hmm. that's great so do
0: you have any like uh, hobbies that uh, maybe most wouldn't know about or
1: um i love to read nice and i um i (laughs) i'm really into these like korean dramas oh yeah right now (laughs)
0: My sister's into those. Uh-huh. I hear, hear a lot about them. They're surprisingly good,
1: right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and my daughter's boyfriend that she's had, you know, for two and a half years is on his mission in um, South Korea. Oh, cool. So, I'm like, there's a oh, connection okay. there. Yeah, there's a connection. <laughs> like, oh, puts me closer to Timothy. Nice. So, nice. yeah.
0: And so, um, so, what what type of books do you like to read?
1: I like the like whodunit. Oh yeah, sure. And the mystery, and um, with a little bit of, um, I don't know if mystical is the right way. Where, like, someone finds out that they have like certain powers that they didn't know they had. Sure. And, um, and then there's like a kingdom they've got to save and, and then cool. there's a little bit of romance in it. So
0: nice. Well, I yeah. think with uh, the interviews I've done with sisters in the ward so far, reading has come up. So yeah, uh, I think there needs to be some serious book clubs going on in the ward.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. awesome.
0: That's great. Yeah. Where, any other hobby story topic, uh, Anything that we we didn't cover that we should make sure we squeeze in here, or do we? That's a pretty good um, overview of yeah of Marie's life, right?
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: that's cool. Just now time. I know you you're currently serving in the nursery, and my daughter yeah. just graduated from nursery. But it seemed like whenever I dropped her off there, you were enjoying yourself. Would you say that's the calling you oh, like? Oh
1: yes, I love being with those sweet children. That's cool. Um, I think it's just so important to instill in them. That they are a child of God, yeah, and um, the nobility that comes with that, and just um, I really want them to understand that, yeah, to, and it's you know our lessons may be like three to five minutes long, um, but in that three to five minutes to capture. Whatever it is, what we're discussing with telling, like, you know, good storytelling, you know, abilities about, oh, and then so and so, you know, there was a sword, and then there was a, (laughs) you know, and oh, what were they going to do? And that kind of stuff. You just get their attention. Yeah. Um, But I love our sweet babies in our ward. I call them my babies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they, I know they appreciate you for sure. So yeah. that's awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, Marie, this yeah, has great. been uh, fun to hear your story and your background. I mean, wow. I mean, just the places you've lived and uh, the experiences you've had there. And i um, so glad that you ended up in our ward and, and you brought Cody along with you, which he yeah. does a great job with the elders and whatnot. So uh, the last question I have for you is if you yeah. were to get in the time machine and go a hundred years into the future and uh, stand before your posterity, What's one message that you would have for them?
1: Um, I would bear my testimony. Yeah. I would just make sure they knew that I know, you know, that our savior lives and that he um, died for each and every one of us and that he, um, Not only just did he pay for the sins of the world, but he paid for those who have been sinned upon, for every heartache, for every disappointment, and that we just need to stay close to him. And how important it is to stay on the covenant path and to um, keep our covenants I think that's what I would emphasize with them.
2: Awesome. Should we cut it off there?